Okay, Graham, we're a little late on this one. Just a touch. That's my fault. It's okay. It's okay. I'm like, uh, we were early on the other ones. Yeah, so we're making up for it. I know. It's like we haven't talked in like a month. Yeah, no, it's been a little while. Uh, there is a lot to talk about in regards to this game. Okay. So, I don't know. I, I think we should just dive right in, don't you? All right, all right. Let's uh, s- skip the chatter and let's get at her. <laughs> wasn't That wasn't what I set out to do. Okay. Let's... But, you know what, Graham? We're going to roll with it anyways. Yep. That's, that's the best intro joke that we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Developer Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, tonight, we're going to be regaling you uh, with a review of a game called Control. Yes. Um, which came out last August, I believe. Um, and I didn't know this, was IGN's Game of the Year. Oh, really? So, um, this game's got a lot of high praise. Um, and I think we both came into this pretty blind, eh? I knew very little other than um, the uh, the architectural style, uh, and that it was mm. it was fairly well lauded, and that uh, it was some people's game of the years and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. I'd heard good things. I initially thought it was like a horror type game, but it's not really. Um, it's got some like more... elements of horror. Yeah, I, w- I would say it's more like a supernatural action mm-hmm. adventure game. Um, so, yeah, like I said before, I think there's lots to talk about. Uh, what do you th- briefly? What do you think of the game, Graham? I I actually have kind of mixed opinions on the game. Oh, okay. We love mixed opinions. Yeah, it's um bittersweet. Um, I don't know, like. There was elements of the game that I really enjoyed, like the kind of feel of the game. It's got like a film grain on the screen, and it's there's like a shimmeriness. It's almost um, a surreal feeling to the game, mm-hmm. and the architecture and the art style. Um, and so, and like, it has a feeling that there's a lot more that we're not seeing. Um, right. But I felt that. Um, I felt um, like um, I kept getting hung up on the on the actual game part of the game. Um, <laughs> okay. Because like a, I kept dying. Like I died a lot. Oh, and that's a hassle. And and it, there's a lot of very frustrating mechanics r- around dying. Um, and then as soon as I felt like the game was starting to get going, it just kind of ended. Um, right. And that kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, "Oh, wait, that was that was it. That was the whole thing." Um, and so all the things that were hinted at, I had kind of hoped that they would go into a little more detail. But, okay. Um, and then at the end, it wasn't there unless you wanted to hunt through logs and stuff, which, um, unfortunately, I found that kind of broke up the pace of the game. Hmm. So. Yeah, it was the thing where I wanted to buy into it, and uh-huh. there were things that I found really engaging, but I found 
it difficult to buy into because it continually took me out of the experience. I could see that. Yeah. But uh, what did you think of it? Um, overall, I am very I, I like this game a lot. I'm, I'm it's a positive experience for me, though I, I can see everything you're saying and I yeah and like can agree we experience the same things but we perceive them differently. Absolutely. Um, I I can honestly say I've never played anything like it before. Definitely. Um, it is very unique and it has a lot of charm and a lot of interesting presentation and somehow it all kind of works in the end um, I, I will say that the game has like uh, ebbs and flows I would say the beginning was a pretty good experience and then somewhere in the middle things kind of started to lag and then it, towards the end it went up in, in quality and it was exciting and then the last hour of the game is actually awful I would say um, they really bunged up the ending, in my opinion. Like but, the final uh, fight and stuff. Yeah, the last mission, basically. After, spoiler alert, after the Hedron uh, sequence, when you find a Hedron's dead, uh, that whole sequence where you're in Jesse's mind, and then the the resolution of that, it just it for me it did not uh, did not work. Hmm. Um, so. Um, yeah, like, so, I guess we can try and su summarize. Control is a game about a f agency of the federal government called the Federal Bureau of Control, and you are a lady named Jessie, who has experienced a supernatural entity when she was a child, and has been looking for her brother, uh, who disappeared after this incident, and you've kind of, you've kind of been, um harboring an entity inside you that uh, that's been guiding Jesse to this uh, building uh, where the the federal FBC Federal Bureau of Control is located you enter and you realize the facilities under attack and you assume the role of the director of the program and you have to fix uh, or repair the facility uh, and fight back against the invading forces and kind of discover what what your history really is. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite aspects of the game is that they do a lot of live action stuff. Yeah, uh, it's super cool, and it, it works. It works well with Darling, uh, not so much with like the Jesse stuff. But um, so Jesse, the the girl who plays Jesse is an actual actress. I think that, well, they're all actors, of course. Uh, but she's been in some. TV shows and whatnot, okay. and she did, she does a really good job. But the the highlight, of <laughs> course, we just watched the video before the episode um, began. Uh, is the guy who plays Doctor Darling, the head of research, and every every interaction you have with Darling is uh, a recorded uh, film. He he basically is the exposition king. He kind of uh, you'll find collectibles that he'll tell you about. Uh, the location you're in or um, the elements of uh, the supernatural entities and kind of will explain things to you as you progress through the game. Mm -hmm. um, and he is played by just a wonderful actor who is like it's like Mr. like a like a like a Mr. Rogers-esque but but like 
super secretive government agent. Yeah. Like, he's a scientist. He's kind of a little jumpy. But, um, you know, he it's well it's well done. Like, it, um, he's believable in, like, a campy kind of way. Yes, it's very campy. And I didn't know this until after I beat the game. That gentleman, the actor, voices Alan Wake. That doesn't surprise me, like, that there's a connection. Like, wasn't yes. it developed by the same developer? That's correct. There's also a reference to... The, there's an Easter egg in the game to Alan Wake. And then the next DLC that's coming out actually ties in Alan Wake with this oh, really? game. So, yeah, which I thought was pretty interesting. So I think um, they're trying to backdoor Alan Wake into this... Little connected universe. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I just... It's, it's interesting because that's not what I pictured Alan Wake to be like, but... I never actually played Alan Wake, so maybe that's my fault. But, um, yeah, I think the 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 live action aspect really I don't know it made it felt like it made it feel like it was playing like a early two thousands late nineteen nineties game. Uh, it it just was really well done, and the production value was solid, and it was just a really unique thing uh, for like a modern game to do. Yeah, it definitely like. A lot of it felt very triple like, A in this, in like it was very polished, um, like lots of effects and all that. But then it did have that kind of, um, not entrepreneurial, but like the willingness to do something weird and to mm. do stuff like FMV. Innovative? Hmm? Innovative, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like being able to do that FMV stuff or the kind of, um, uh, it's like whenever the director talks to you, there's like that image in image kind of thing, like the blue, right? Um, like a lot of interesting camera effects. Um, like it, it's willing to take a lot of interesting risks. Yeah, it, it it's a game with like cinematography. Yes, right, which I think is pretty rare. Like games, yeah, of course, have like camera angles or scenes set up, but this is a game with like literal cinematography. Um, and like uh, at, at some points of the game there's like images overlaid on the the game uh, the, the map or the corridor or whatever uh, in like really just really unique ways um, the the stuff with like the hotline was really interesting too um, which are like there's like a hotel what, what? Um, is that, no you're talking about the hotline yeah that's fine um, yeah yeah, the hotline I had is to like a anyway. telephone that you can talk to, like the the board of directors, which is some strange inverted pyramid that's floating in the the middle of a I love, cognitive realm. I gotta say, I love the board. I like the board a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, well, the board of directors they talk to you, but it's it's through subtitle only, mm -hmm. and everything they say, um. It's like uh, they use synonyms. No, not, they're not synonyms. It's like they'll say something like, uh, "You've uh, good work." I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. They they say two slightly different things. Like if if it's if it's like yeah, it's like well or like um, shoot slash eviscerate or something like that. Right, right. And it's a little bit fourth wall breaking, a little bit because. There's a little gameplay elements with the board about uh, like things they want you to do, 
Um, but just, again, another, like, little, like, unique thing that totally works. And that's the thing. The game keep, kept throwing things at you, like, new abilities, new powers, uh, new, like, uh, supernatural uh, events. And it just all, like, worked. They, they made this, they, they made this, like, framework where you could literally drop any story into and, and like, work it out. Um, yeah. Like, and um, I thought that was really interesting. Do you, did you ever did you encounter the clock situation? Yeah, I I, I actually platinum the game last night. Oh so wow! I think I congrats. Yeah, so I think I've got a pretty good <laughs> grasp. Yeah, probably now. Yeah, yeah, like the go ahead about the clocks. But yeah, like it's um, it's the this surrealist like there's, uh, so the 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 plot's somewhat some uh, centers around like there's. There's objects of power that are kept in the bureau and studied, and so some of them like activate your different abilities, and then some of them are like plot devices. Like there's this uh, side quest about a um, object that keeps spitting out clocks, and you hear about it, and then like eventually you find these corridors chock filled with clocks, like wooden clocks, and it's um, it I don't know that was probably one of the more interesting environments because it's, mm-hmm. it's very it's very fairy tale surrealist no, I enjoyed it um, yeah for sure well like they, they do such a good job of putting in a lot of um, those types of items right in, in the game they're called well there's two there's, um, there's altered items and objects of power absent. and the difference is you can like as the director, which is like this this role granted to you by that the board that we we're talking about. Uh, if you play the game, this all makes sense. Um, you can you can kind of like get gain control over these objects of power and and use their power. Altered items are items where you can't necessarily you can't control them, um, but they're like they act out uh, um, based on uh, kind of like human superstition a little bit, mm, like. Yeah. Uh, it, um, and they and they'll do odd things based on like myth or urban legend. Um, basically, I think from what I gather, it's basically like humanity, humanity's superstition manifesting, uh, kind of like creating a bridge to like an alternate world. And so some of them might duplicate items like the clocks you're mentioning. Uh, some might transport you to another dimension. Um, or I'm trying to think of some others. There's a there's a rubber ducky that teleports. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. A lot, a lot. Of, they have a. I don't know if you did the there's, many side quests, Graham. I but did there's a, a lot of them in the side quests. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but they have like documentation and reports on all these different altered items or objects of power, um, and so they they do fill out the universe of like this is like. Uh, a job, right? It's like how many people work at this this agency to to track down all these mm-hmm. items and, and and cover it up, and and it's all all the collectibles are like basically like text documents of like memos through the company, and you learn a lot about the people and that you're interacting with in the game, the items themselves, and and kind of like the the lore and the world around the game of Control. Um, so it. At first, I really loved like the 
all the documents. I would read every single one. I would just I would get all of them. Mm-hmm. And then once I got the, like the gold trophy for getting them all, uh, around that point, I'm like, well, I just want to finish the game now. Um, and I wasn't really as invested in reading them, but a lot of them are really interesting and and it, they're, they're perfect length. They're like they take you like fifteen twenty seconds to read, and you move on. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, they do a good job of trying to like blend the mundane of the supernatural with like all the memos are very like they're 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 about supernatural things but they're presented in a mundane way like oh man this like methodical yeah like this was acting up again uh we gotta get someone from uh like tnd to look at it or one of my favorite ones was like they were they they were looking for the ocean view motel okay i think in like nevada and so they just, it was just this one expense report or like, hey, I stayed at this hotel, then this hotel, then this hotel, then this hotel. It's like, I hope you guys are going to approve <laughs> all these <laughs> expenses. I really like the ones about the expenses. There was one from the director being like, hey, don't worry. As long as you don't go like super over budget, Congress is just going to give us the money. So calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but another thing that I liked about the game is that like, I think the, I think the first night I played it, I told you, is like you enter the lobby of the the bureau, you go up the stairs, past the elevators, and like around a corridor, and then you meet a character, uh, Ati, the janitor, who's pretty integral to the story. But once you meet him, you 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 end up looping back to the lobby again, where the elevators are, and I said, wait a minute, that can't be because I just came from here, and so I backtracked the way I came. And um, it's the exit or the entrance I came through was blocked off, so the map shifted mm-hmm. as I moved through that opening section, which is would have been very easy to miss, right? It's not, it's it's really subtle the way they do that. Excuse me. Yeah. But uh, they actually explain that later on in the game that the oldest house is constantly that's the that's the location of the bureau is constantly shifting and changing. And I thought that was really interesting also because it's like, here's this agency in this building trying to operate and like corridors <laughs> change or um, entities uh, appear um, or you have to like use this object power to go from one place to the other. It's very, it's a very fascinating, weird concept. Hmm. Yeah, no. It's it's a really interesting world that they've built. And it does it does the game does do a lot of um things that try to mess with your perception and stuff. Like um there's there's a lot of times where you're you're essentially bringing stability back to the house. That's your goal. Right. Yep. Um and so you encounter a lot of unstable environments where like the walls are uh like pulsing or they're mm-hmm. not able to um like they don't constrain to how physics should operate, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, what's the enemy called? Is it the hiss? The hiss. Yeah. yeah. Did we ever find out what the hiss was? Okay. This is this is my understanding. So the hiss are from a a, a specific like dimension that um, that they that the slide projector opened their world to. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I think they existed in Hedron's world. 
because Trench and Darling go into Hedron's world, and then Hisk, or sorry, Trench gets the hiss in his ear, mm-hmm. and that's like this minuscule amount of hiss, um, and it corrupts him, and then he opens up the dimension. So they're just like other beings oh, that yeah. I get. I guess they're kind of like a virus or a parasite. I'm not sure which one would be more accurate. They take over a host's body and uh, use it for their own purposes. Um, so I don't know if like they use like their life force or something because they don't use their physical bodies. No, you like you never fight the hiss directly. Yeah, because like people affected by the hiss are all um, floating in the air. Mm-hmm. I guess some of them you fight their physical bodies. Typically, they've taken over something else, though, right? I think so. I don't think. Or maybe maybe we only fight like the weaponized, like because we fight like other like his controlled bureau soldiers right so maybe you don't fight like the bureau accountants you know what i mean (laughs) you know like i think that's more what it might be maybe i don't know it's not clear but essentially they're like this parasite that comes in from another dimension and just want to infect Mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah that's that's what the hiss are um, and and as far as like the enemies go, I found the hiss to be like they had pretty good um, variation. Um, mm-hmm. I never I never felt like oh man I'm fighting this guy again. Um, combat was uh, was pretty solid. It, it didn't last like it was short and sweet. Just that repetitive ga- gameplay loop. Like you didn't really have to slog through a lot. Um, sometimes a lot of games they just near the end they just give you like hey here's five of like the tanky enemies fight them why don't you this was I felt I never really had that situation it was more just here's a wave then here's another wave but um, still difficult near the end of course as it kind of ramps up but um, yeah I'm actually curious what did you uh, what did you think of the combat like overall um, I mean I liked it um uh, the the gunplay was good. Um, the different kinds of guns was a neat idea. I, I really only used two types. Um, I used the the standard and then the Pierce one, which was kind of like a concentrated blast. Yeah. Okay. That did high damage. Um, but the game gives you a couple abilities. Okay, so you have um, the launch ability where you can throw items. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shield ability, which you shield yourself with. The seize ability, which you can, if an enemy's at a lower health, you can take control of them, and they'll fight with you. Uh, you can melee, which is useless. Um, <laughs> is. Or you, and then you can also uh, levitate. Oh, you can also dash. Yeah. Um, but really all you need is launch and, and your gun. Yeah. The others are just kind of nice to have. Now, levitating you get near the end of the game, and I find that 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 could have really upped the ante with combat um, in regards to like giving it a, a new because you're on a new plane now right it's it's a new dimension you can move around the world in um, but I found like I don't didn't really feel like they kind of leaned into that as heavily as they could um, uh, so the novelty kind of wore off pretty quick so I, I found the combat to be satisfying um, I like that you know oh, okay, it, this is an encounter. It's not going to take me five minutes to clear all these enemies, right? Um, it's going to take me a couple minutes to, you know, <laughs> pick up a fire extinguisher and whip it at this guy. Um, so, 
and, and you felt like you did feel powerful because um, this game doesn't have difficulty settings, right? No, that uh, it does not. Right, and so I felt I felt adequately equipped with every combat scenario. I never felt like, holy crap, I'm getting my butt kicked right now. Um, at least that was that's that was my experience. So there were definitely parts where it's like, oh, okay, this is a challenge, and like health management could be a challenge, but um, I never it never felt unfair. Okay. Um, I felt like I, the launching stuff is some of the most fun. Like, you can get through most of the game just by launching stuff at people. I, I think it's just we just feel like it's. I feel like it's Harry Potter. Huh. <laughs> with Guardian Leviosa. Okay. I don't know. That's what. That that's kind of what the feeling had with me, and like the, I don't know. I don't know why that kept coming back to my my mind. I'm like, this is just like magic. Hmm. <laughs> but anyways. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I guess it's a kind of supernatural feel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um, I did, uh, similar to you, like, I used the base pistol, and then I also used um, the the grenade launcher one. Um, that one, that one's a lot of fun. Um, and then mostly, like, uh, throwing stuff at people, because that was, that was fun. I maxed it that tree. Um, yeah. I did find that, like, you are really squishy. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that oftentimes, like, I would get put in a position where I couldn't really get out of, or I would die okay. in a couple hits, and I started to get really frustrated at the game because of the difficulty. Like, um, huh. the very first flying boss, do you remember that? Was that Tomasi? It might have been. In the, um, in communications? Probably, yeah. It's in the big room, yeah, like yeah. the two-tier room. Yep. Um, yep. I died on that, like, five times. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it. Um, I kept because he dodges your attacks, and then he, mm. um, and then he throws somewhat hard to avoid attacks at you. Um, I guess they're they're pretty clearly telegraphed, but um, I don't know. I had a I had a lot of frustration with, um, with the combat and that because because there isn't like a difficulty slider or anything like that. There wasn't any way to tune it to the the difficulty style that I liked. Right, and you can't. It's not like you can grind experience either, because there's no experience in this game. Yeah. There's ability points, but that's that's tied to something. Uh, that's not tied to how many enemies you kill. Yeah, and like there's weapon mods you can do, um, mm-hmm. which again I felt like that was. It almost felt to me like there's enough systems in this game to make it feel like a twenty or thirty hour game. Mm-hmm. But then, it was only an eight, eight or nine hour game. Um, like the weapon mod system, there's, um, there's, like repeatable quests or like, um, uh, Bu- the, bureau yeah, alerts. Yeah, the bureau alerts, which are just like go here and kill twenty five enemies, that will reload after so much real time, which is similar to what you had in like an Assassin's Creed game, like Odyssey. Um, mm-hmm with their like reloadable quests and I'm like okay why that I almost felt like it didn't fit um because I was expecting it in more of a triple a size game uh-huh. but um yeah no I, and there were definitely some quests that I I tried to do some side quests that I just gave up on unfortunately because of the difficulty 
Um, yeah. Like the clock, the finale of the yep. clock quest is this. Yeah. Bit. It's actually garbage. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I tried it like probably six or seven times. You know, with that one, did you ever beat it? No. So you, you don't even have to, you're not supposed to shoot. You're supposed to throw clocks at them. Yeah, no, I know that. Okay, and then there's the big clock. Like, you can get, you can kill them in three clocks, or three or four clocks. Oh, really? Yeah, but the difficulty, like, there's that big, there are, like, the bigger, red, the red clocks. Yeah. The difficulty is, like, once you get two hits in, then he starts spawning other enemies. Yeah. Then he, he starts to move a lot faster, and, like, the damage he does is significant. So that that is one of the few areas I, I also said, this is not great, and I just... But had to come back later. Yeah. Um, and that's probably one of the weaker elements of the game, too, is that most of the side quests you, you can't do until the end of the game. Yeah, because um, you need, like, you need the levitate ability to oh, to do that quest. I know. I know. I learned the hard way. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I definitely tried to. Because, because here's the thing about that, though. Like, I guess, I guess to be, to be fair, it is a side quest. But at that point, when I first got that side quest, I, I could not do it. I could not get to the location. And so I thought, okay, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, am I doing something wrong? But no, I just hadn't gotten the next ability, yeah. right? Um, which was an hour or two away yet for me. So It's not like the game's a Metroidvania or anything where you're expected to go back to places with like new abilities. There There's right. a little bit of that, but there's not much. So Right, it's more about like mods and stuff collectibles and stuff it's not really like yeah 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 i see what you're story progression so right mm-hmm. and i uh, okay We're, we kind of naturally got there the worst part of this game this game's biggest flaw is for me it is awful on navigation in that there is the map is almost useless and it's very easy to get lost and there's no like waypoints uh, in game. It's just hey, this is where you need to go. And the 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 only thing that was really helpful to me to figure out where I was going was actually in-game signage, like in the in the bureau. Mm-hmm. It'd be like an arrow saying hey, go like this room, break room that way, offices this way. And that was pretty much the only thing I had to go off of. But there was a time in like the power plant where like. I was just, I was literally like going in circles trying to find how to get to this room, which I know is in the maintenance sector. I can see the pathway to get there, like like literally the hallway, mm-hmm. but like the, the map is 2D, of course, and the game is in 3D. And it, it, it just, it doesn't, it didn't, for me, it didn't overlap well. I, I found it very frustrating, to be honest. And what's even worse is when you die, you get set back to your control point, which is like, I think of a bonfire from Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. You get set back there, and if you weren't paying attention, okay, how do I get back there again? Yeah. Or where was I? Um, I, I, I found it to be uh, a little rough, personally. Yeah. I, I, actually, I actually felt it fairly straightforward to navigate for the most part because of all the signage. Um. I was like, okay, I know, I know where I'm supposed to go. I just follow the signs. Now, did you feel late in late game though that the signage dropped off? Because that's how I felt. But maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I also like, I didn't find the map too hard to read for the most part. Okay. Um. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's a personal thing. I just to me, I, like my brain wasn't computing yeah. with 
of what was going on. So the signs were very comfortable. Like they made me feel very comfortable because I was like, I need to go there and then there. And I didn't have to use mm-hmm. the map a whole ton, except for when like you teleport into a place and you're like, okay, which way am I supposed to go? Um, right. Because you can have the map up and move at the same time. Yep. Which is great. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd say one of the, the less, more unforgivable, um, the things that I, the most baffling design decision was to have you lose 10% of your money when you die. Oh, is that a big deal? I guess if you die a lot, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's... it's. I have some beef with this because, like, it's a mechanic that doesn't have a narrative reason. It doesn't benefit... Like, it's not useful as a um, deterrent. It's not good for... Like, if you're dying, that means you probably need better mods. What do you need to get better mods? You need money. So, um... And it feels like that kind of they're going for a Dark Souls feel, but you can't pick up your money again, even if you've returned to the point where you died. So right, which would have probably f- fixed your issue. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say this: that never was a problem for me because I never bought any mods ever. I feel like the mod system is totally broken because you have way more mods way more mods than you could ever possibly need ever at any point Mm -hmm. okay so you have inventory slots for 24 mods for your weapons and 24 mods for your personal but you can only equip up to three mods per gun Mm -hmm. and up to three personal mods if you unlock um upgrades to allow you more mod slots so for the good 75 percent of the game you probably only are using four mods okay and so I just I, I it was a little baffling to me why they kept giving me so many mods. Like I only needed to switch my mods out every once in a while. Yeah, and you would get full up on mods and Yeah, it's just I it, it seemed like like the that in game economy of like, okay, you got mods, now deconstruct them to buy more mods. Like I, I, I never found the need to do that. Yeah. And it seemed a little it, it just didn't seem to equate or, or work well in my mind. Well, that's where I feel it's like that they're going for some kind of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey thing where you have all these mods and you can equip them and um, it, it feels like it should be in a much larger game um, to have all these mods. And, and I didn't... Yeah, and maybe it was the fact that like to upgrade your guns, right? You had to have this much money, but then also these other random items. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they're just randomly generated. Like, there's no... It's not like I could go to farm a certain element. Is that correct? I think that they do... Like, I, I noticed that, like, I wouldn't have... Like, there's almost, like, tiers of weapons or tiers of items. So, like, at the uh-huh. beginning, I was getting a lot of this kind of thing and then towards the end you you started like you would get more of a certain kind depending on where you were i think so like um because the the uh the later upgrades for your guns required different materials than ones that you start out with right if that makes sense so like there was a progression you couldn't fully upgrade your gun within the first hour of the game right um and yeah, like, um, cause I went through and I, up, I, uh, 
I upgraded my guns occasionally as I went on, and you also have to buy new guns, um, which isn't very much communicated at all. Um, no, it's not. And you can also upgrade the random mods that you can buy. Yes. Um, by the time that you've got enough money to to do that fully, you you're pretty much at the end of the game, yep. and you've already got max level mods that you just picked up along the way. So. Yeah, it just it yeah it's a. It, to me, yeah. it's an econ- it's an economy that is not required. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel re- required. It doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't really fit the game. I guess. Yeah, I think that's the the thing that like I come back to is that this game felt like it tried to be something, but then it also tried to be a bunch of other things, and hmm. I felt like that detracted from what it was really trying to do. It just needed to be itself. Yeah, like there's this really interesting game and story about like the the bureau and like your relationship with your brother, and there's so much hidden tiny little details that can be easily overlooked like did you ever try talking with your brother multiple times yeah i did that was that was excellent yeah that was an excellent he tells you all these ridiculous stories um you and then he tells you he you you got to the one obviously where he talked about the the man in the corner watching me talk to my sister about the dreams i'm having i don't think i think i stopped after like seven or eight times okay well it breaks the fourth wall at the end okay about like there's some there's there's some entity watching me have these dreams and tell these dreams to you over and over and over again. Oh, okay. Obviously, you know, referencing the player, yeah. which I thought was pretty funny. That's good. Yeah. No, it's um and maybe maybe it has more merit like these systems in the 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 DLC. Did you do any of the um like there's that randomly generated section? The, the jukebox? jukebox? No, I didn't. Is that DLC? Yeah, that was revealed as free DLC. Like, okay. A few months after lunch, I think. Okay, I didn't. I didn't do my show on that. Actually, funny story. The there's like a side mission to go do that, and like you go and you investigate and you get trapped there, and I guess waves of enemies enemies are supposed to spawn, and you're supposed to survive, mm-hmm. and uh, that never happened for me. Oh, that's so interesting. Cool. Convenient for yeah. you. Yeah, there were a couple of times actually where the game did not progress, and I literally had to reset the oh. game, which was a little frustrating. I like that probably happened three or four times, hmm. which um, was a little uh, what's the word? Uh, it really hampered my immersion because it was like I was like in a, like a two-hour session, and then again it was like okay, how do I get out of this room? Is it something that I'm not doing? Did I miss something? Um, no, I just needed to restart the game, and then the enemy would spawn properly. Yeah, that's that's not clear. That's an unfortunate yeah. Uh, accident. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Do you have any uh, memorable moments in the game? Um. Oh man. Well. There was, of course, the the dancing video I just sent you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I wanted to ask you, when? You, okay, so there's a section in the game called um, the Ocean View Motel, yes. which is kind of like this, like, okay, picture Harry Potter. Okay, <laughs> you know when Harry Potter dies and he goes 
to King's Cross Station with or with with Dumbledore. Yeah. It's to me, it's just like that. It's like this other plane of reality that is like a dream but exists, and um, and you uh, you have to kind of like solve a puzzle to get to the next next point. Mm-hmm. Graham, when you were in the Ocean View Motel, did anybody ever talk to you? There's like people outside who are talking about stuff, but I don't know if anyone talked to me. Okay, because there was somebody that said something to me, but I didn't know where they were, and I never. It only happened once. Okay. And like I rang the bell, and I, I think it was something like, "Hey, there's nobody there, lady," or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you experienced that too. Um, but anyways, I thought that was really. I thought that section was really neat. It was like this mystery spot, mystery place. Yeah, like it's um a place uh, outside of reality or. It's a, what is it, uh, between mind and matter. Uh, Yeah, I'm making a Velvet Room reference. Um, Mm. But yeah, no, it's um, it's a really, um, you know, surreal. But uh, it's hard to describe. Like it's it's a motel. It's like this old feeling motel. um, But there's always something weird or something wrong. And you, there's always yes. stuff in rules of threes. Um, like there's always three rooms. There's always you. You ring the doorbell. Um, you pull on the light switch three times. Like um, there's a lot of. Um, I think the the game refers a lot to habits and. Uh, is it myths? About like, ver- like ringing something, pulling something three times. Anyways. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of like, so I didn't mean to cut no, you off. I'm sorry. There's a lot of like discussion in like the 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 video logs of Darling and like the documents of like, okay, are we are we as a species influencing altered items, or are the altered items influencing us mm. in regards to like that superstition, right? Of like superstition. That's it. Sets sets of threes or, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Of course, everything's escaping me. Um, like a or like that rabbit's foot that, or something. Yeah, or like the like like the monster behind the closet, or the other world behind the closet, or something like mm-hmm. that. Of like you know these doors that lead different places, or things that are bigger on the inside, stuff like that. So or like conspiracies and 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 the like. So um, that's kind of what uh, I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> We're talking about the Ocean View Motel. Yeah. I just yeah, realized I, so. I I got a bit of a whiff of like Monster Inc. With all the doors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's monsters behind the different worlds. Yeah. Um, man, that that movie was a blast from the past. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a, a memorable moment for me was definitely at the Ashtray Maze. Oh yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it um I'd say it's like one of the defining moments of the game of like it's essentially like the penultimate uh piece. It's like um you are battling through a ever-changing like maze uh like maze of corridors where it's got this like gaudy flooring and wallpaper and you're um and there's music there's like a rock song playing 
which I don't know if that was commissioned for the game or whether it's like I, a. I believe it was. Okay. Yeah, there are a couple songs that, like full songs that are in the game. Yeah. But yeah. And it's this intense like adrenaline rush. Um, and I don't know. It's like a, it's very fun. It's um because you're just you're going no Siri. Um, <laughs> honestly, bad Siri. Siri is so sensitive to anything I say. I trigger it so often. Anyways, um, yeah, do you have any thoughts on it? Honestly, that was probably one of the best sections in gaming, I think, uh, I, I, that I can remember. It was just so much fun, like, because, like, because um, when the character, like, like I was playing headphones at the time when I was playing the game, mm-hmm. and then the character puts on headphones, and then, like, the sound just kind of, you know, comes in, and it's just this amplifying music with these like this this map it's constantly shifting it's kind of like it reminded me a lot like okay this is gonna sound weird okay sorry it's like i'm at laser tag right and i don't know what's in front of me i just know i gotta run i gotta follow the corridors i gotta shoot what i see and i gotta do that for like 10 minutes and that's kind of what it was which is like go 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 like you don't know where you're going you just know okay, when the wall closes, I have to go left. And then I gotta shoot some guys. And then I have to go over there and I have to shoot some guys. And honestly, if the game had ended there, or like, had that been like the penultimate moment, the climax of the game, I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah I completely get what you mean about like the laser tag analogy. Um, no, because you're, you're, it is very go, go, go. There's a sense of forward momentum. You're always... Yeah. It's a point in the game where you've essentially mastered your abilities. Um, and this is yep. just a chance for you to let loose. Right. And it's so different from every other part of the game where it's very stifling. It's very, um, like, there's these large concrete areas and, like, there's a sense that you're a very small person um, in a very mm. large, unknown machine where, for once, you kind of feel like you're in control, even though, like, everything's shifting around you. Right. So, yeah, no, I I think that if that had finished with, like, a boss fight, I don't know, but the, it was a very, like, it would have been a happy note to end on, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk a little bit about um, the final boss. Yeah, I, I guess. And, like, the <sighs> ending and stuff. Yeah, okay. Why don't you go for it? Um, so, the final boss was another area that I died on a lot. Um, because it is... What would you call as the final boss? Let me, oh, oh, let um, me ask that. Okay, so if I recall correctly, there is the part where you fight the guys around the big ball. Um, yep. Uh, and then you... Then the credits roll. Oh, okay, yeah. And then there's the dream sequence which I actually thought was pretty neat. Um, and then, isn't that it? Then the game ends? Oh, then you then you go to the astral plane, um, and there, oh, there's yeah. a, a little bit of a gauntlet there. Yeah, then there's the gauntlet on the astral plane, and then you get to the top of the pyramid, and then the game ends. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, so 
what do you qualify as the final boss? The Astroplane or the Hedron boss? I would have said the Hedron boss. Okay, I would I would agree. And I died there quite a bit too. Because I kept falling off the platform. Oh no. <laughs> Did that not happen to you? Not really. I just oh. I kept get killing getting killed in like the second or third phase where there's like buff like beefy dudes and they keep shooting you. Buff dudes. <laughs> but um yeah. and like yeah. they have a lot of health and armor. I never quite got how the armor system worked in the game. But um Oh, you said throw an item at them. Oh, and that destroys their armor? Okay. Yeah, that white little bar, you just throw an object at them. And same with the flying enemies. Like, if you throw one object, they'll dodge it. But if you throw a second one in quick succession, it'll hit them. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I found uh, I would um, I would shoot at them once and then throw an object. Or or, or throw two option, objects. Right, at right. Basically, it comes down to just spam, uh, spam launch. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I would agree that's probably the, the final boss section. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I think after, the, it, like, immediately following that section, the game just f- fumbles. Okay. Like, it's like, it's like they're on a, a breakaway, <laughs> and then they fumble the ball, and then, like, three of the team members on the same team are trying to get the ball back up and go okay. ahead. Because I don't know why they thought, here's a great moment to put in, uh, fake credits like to me that's something like a game about Deadpool would do or some game that's like constantly breaking the fourth wall control rarely breaks it at all uh, it's for the most part like hey this is a game like this is a, a narrative right mm-hmm. and so in that moment when you defeat uh, the enemies attacking Hedron which is like this entity that's keeping kind of the hiss at bay and it's an entity that's inside Jesse um, the hiss take control of Jesse and you see that happen, and then it f- cuts to credits for some reason, and then the credits get all distorted, and then you wake up in a dream sequence. And I just don't understand the the, the idea of like the cr- the credit sequence. I, I just I don't get it at all. Hmm. I don't know. It it seemed very bizarre to me, and I it really I was like, yikes, guys! Like yikes! What is this? And then I I do agree. I didn't mind the dream sequence actually. I thought that was it was pretty unique. It took me a little bit to figure out, oh, I can't just keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Yeah. It's, I have to go find something. You have to go seize control. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think in isolation, it's a really neat sequence. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you yep. that the, the credit transition, like it felt like it was a very weird note for it to end on. And then there's like the free credits are like, oh, okay, I see what's happening. It's like, this isn't actually the end. Like, like Donkey Kong Country all over again. <laughs> yeah, the the dream sequence. I, there was one. Uh, I think the second the second run through of the dream, you can just sit and listen to Trench talk. Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. And he just kept talking. He goes on for minutes. Yeah, it's a long period of time. All interesting, very interesting stuff. I'm not being sarcastic. Like I was, I was listening with every word because. Because at this point, this is the point where they start to try and, like, sh- shove the rest of the exposition down your throat, but not be very clear about it. And so, um, I think they really messed up on that, too. But the Trench stuff was interesting. The voice actor for Trench is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Very good. But Yeah, no, it, it was a weird time to... The, del- the delivery of the story in the game is a little weird. 
um, the critical. I feel like the critical path of the game reveals almost nothing. Um, it's it's so true. Like it, there's nothing. Like everything you learn about the world is done through either observation, of which there isn't a lot, or it's through notes, or it's through at, like having conversations with folks. Right. And but if you're doing the critical path and you're not talking to folks and you're not picking up notes, it's there. There's just not a lot. Yeah, like essentially, like you don't. What is like what you get? Like it's kind of like you you get out of the game what you put into it. Yeah, but like, like okay, the character of Jesse. Mm-hmm. I guess she learns a couple things. Like she learns, okay, about Dylan, which I don't. I didn't really get the stuff with Dylan. I didn't. Wasn't that invested. But Dylan's alive. Okay. All right. She. She. Okay. You don't really find out what is inside her. It's. It's implied to be Hedron, but then after Hedron dies, she still has it in her, and so she kind of says something to the effect of like, maybe. Like, it was this thing inside of me that Hedron was, like, building up over time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess she's, like, the new Hedron. I don't quite know. Um, and, and for clarification, like, Hedron is this entity that's, like, the in, the nemesis of the Hiss. It, it keeps them at bay. Um, and so that's what keeps Jesse protected from their influence. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's, like, this, this stuff about Trench is shoved in like like the last 20 minutes before that reveal um there's no explanation of why trench died like did the board fire him you think the board the board would have mentioned something about that um I thought, uh, dylan killed him did dylan kill him i thought that was what i don't like there was the the part of the end of the dream sequence again because it's a dream sequence i i i did not I, I did not perceive that. I don't actually know what Dylan's role in the story was, to be honest. I don't know. Was he controlled by the Hiss? He was... I thought he was controlled by the Hiss. Um, and he's kind of the reason for Jesse to come to the Bureau. Um, and he's like this very dangerous individual. Of um, course, we never see any of that. Well, no, we do see some of the destruction that he caused. Uh, in his lab, we never see him but, actually committing it. But, but like, even that, like that destruction, is immediately undercut because it's revealed that he turns himself in peacefully. Hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, wouldn't it have been more menacing if, like, he had just been waiting in his cell for you and agrees to come with you quietly? Yeah, you get and then, there and he's already gone. Yeah. It. I don't know. I, I, to me, Dylan just felt like an offbeat, but yeah. Did you did you ever listen to any of like the the voicemails that the um, that trench leaves you? Oh, the hotline yeah. stuff. Yeah, I did. Um, I listened to most of them. My only gripe is that you can't play them without looking at them. Oh, you can't just have them playing while they're while you're running around. Yeah, I wish you could, but I think it would have been interesting if like you had learned or like the hotline I don't know if 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 Trench was trying to deceive you in some way but he really wasn't yeah everyone's pretty forthright 
Yeah, and Trench is like betrayal or or like corruption doesn't have any impact beyond the hiss already being there, right? So it's not like that's a big like reveal. Right? If it was like Trench had done something more malicious or something that actually impacted you other than just the hiss being there. Yeah. It just it seemed like an odd thing to twist. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been better if, if Darling had been... And we'll get to Darling in just a minute. But if Darling had been the one that had been corrupted, right? Because because you, you, you get pretty much nothing but positive reviews about Darling. And he, he is the sweet, <laughs> lovable guy. And you, you, and for him to like be the, the, the master behind behind this chaos. But no, Darling doesn't show up. You don't even... There's no mention of Darling in the last little bit. He just he shows up in a hotline, and then oh really? I guess yeah. Remember he he helps you break out of the dream sequence. Okay. Right. And then in in the post game you can talk to somebody about Darling, and I think maybe it's I think it's Pope. You talk to Pope about mm-hmm. her about him, and it's like uh, oh yeah he's maybe in like another realm of consciousness we don't really know but he's not around anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that did not get communicated. <laughs> what, like, we don't know what happened to him. Yeah, which I guess kind of fits. But yeah, no, you, I guess you can't really play the game looking for answers. Um, but yeah, but you want to. Yeah, I guess I'm sounding a bit more negative than I intend to. I really did enjoy the game. It's just the last hour. I feel like they really, it was rushed. Like. So, okay, you defeat the Hedron, you have the dream sequence, you break out of the dream sequence, you go to stop Dylan, and they don't, I, I don't know, maybe I missed this, but Dylan's trying to corrupt the board. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I didn't really pick up on that was the Hiss's plan until that happened. Um, and so uh, um, the board gives you, like, extra superpowers, and you can, like, go nuts. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. But but literally you have to go from point A to point B to get to Dylan, right? And I'm no game designer, but you know when you when you said like, hey, here's the bad guy, fight these guys to get to the bad guy. Generally, you're gonna fight the bad guy at the end. You're gonna fight the bad guy at the end. Generally, I'm just you know it's like it's like the Avengers getting all the Infinity Stones and then you know not fighting Thanos. It's like <laughs> he's the bad guy. You gotta fight the bad guy. But no, you just put your hands on his brain, and then that's the end of the game. Yeah. And, like, an instant cut. Like, okay, you, you reach Dylan, and then it's an instant cut to, like, hours later. Yeah, we stopped him. But we got more work to do, and that's the game. Yeah, yeah, it ends on such a... We- like, I thought, okay, like, is this, like... Is there a post-game? Is it, uh... Like, like you know, how Odyssey ended... Um, it just kind of right. ends, and like there's kind of okay, there's still stuff to do, but no, that's kind of that's the end of the game. So it's um, like there's a bit of self like actualization of her realizing like accepting the role as a director. Right. Um. Yeah. No. It um, it's unfortunate that it doesn't really tie up any loose ends. No. Yeah. That's probably. It just it leaves a, like a eh, in my brain. 
which is unfortunate because I, I did really like it. So, we're, you know, Graham, we're coming up in an hour yeah, here. Yeah, we could. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, overall, I, I again, I did enjoy it. Um, how, how would you rate it, Graham? Oh, gosh. Um, I hadn't even thought of a rating. Um, I It comes with a mixed recommendation for me. Um, okay. In that, like, there are elements of it that I don't agree with or I don't I had difficulty with. Um, okay. But it's still, if you're the kind of person who can push past that to see the really kind of fascinating world and who wants to absorb all of the lore, like, go for it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if that, if it sounds like your jam, like the world building and and the, the uh, like, the flair of the game, because it has, like, some incredible set piece, like, um, like the bridges and all that stuff like that are incredible then yeah go for it but otherwise it's it's somewhat difficult to recommend if you're just looking for like a straightforward story yeah yeah um i'll have to, i'll have to think of a character you, you, you go for it okay okay yeah I'll, I'll echo that statement uh i mean i would recommend it but if you're a fan of like fringe or like the x-files it's got that kind of atmosphere to it um but i would recommend it um for me, it's a it was like a ten hour game probably, maybe a little more than that. But not a lot like a little bit of stuff to do after, but not too much stuff. They don't overload you. It's an easy platinum, relatively. Um and I would recommend it. I would probably give it I'm gonna give it ooh. I I thought of a somewhat funny joke for it. That, okay, uh, go give it go a GA because it. it falls off at the end. Does she fall off or something? No, because like eventually you just stop using her. <laughs> oh, poor GA. Yeah, but um, uh, no, like yeah, it's probably the closest I'm gonna get. Okay, I'm thinking of like a of a reset. Okay, because it's got it's it's flashy. It's kind of it's kind of cute, I guess. Um. It flirts with you a little bit. <laughs> uh, but there's more there beneath the surface. Hmm. I don't know. I just went with it. Okay. Yeah. No, that's 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 our rating system. <laughs> that's our system. Go, just go with it. <laughs> the Velvet Room Review. Just go with it. That's our, that's our new slogan. Trademarked. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you everybody so much for listening. Uh, any final comments, Graham? Um, no, I think. Well, uh, let me double check my notes. I think I got everything. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting game. If you're if you think that you would enjoy it, you should go for it. Yeah. Again, I'll 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 um, repeat what I said before. It's unlike any other game I've ever played before. It does some stuff that goes that I just go. Okay, wow. All right, that's uh, I've never seen that before. Like, that's pretty good for me. After like twenty six years of gaming, to go, hey, I've never seen that before. So, I've never seen a fifty year old mad scientist <laughs> uh, perform an eighties rock song to the main character while the main character is having a hallucinatory event inside her own head. And then he also shakes the booty in it. I've never seen that before. And uh, I gotta say, yeah. I liked it. 
I, I, I didn't mind it. So, yeah. Um, I'll leave you with those wise words. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like the show, please let us know. Um, we take game recommendations, and we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you want to follow us there. Uh, next week or two, we'll be back with a game. Yeah, another game. Uh, an older game this time. We're giving a little throwback to the 2010s, and uh, we'll be playing Fallout New Vegas. Like a decade ago. Um, it is like a decade ago, which is crazy. Ah, uh, man, time. Um, and uh, we hope to see you then. So until next time, have a good night.